If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Now, let me give you this little disclaimer real quick. For you Bible readers, you know that 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, is the place in the Bible where we get some of the uh, greatest teaching on the subject of love, right? And today is Valentine's Day, and it's well documented how I feel about Valentine's Day and the disdain that I have for it. Not because I don't love, not because I don't love my family, but uh, anyway, I've got to, I'll give you my discourse on Valentine's Day one of these days. But yesterday, I had to run by Walmart, and I dropped Tiffany off the door, and I, we pulled around her in the parking lot, just waiting for her to tell me to come pick her up. And I noticed that uh, there were several men, you know, several minutes apart. Uh, the first guy came out, and I'm not kidding, he had a beard about to his belt buckle. He was, you know, a rougher-looking sort of guy, but under his arm, he had this humongous teddy bear. You know, just couldn't even get his arm around. He's walking to the car, you know. And uh, I thought, well, that's, you know, Valentine's Day is usually not on my radar. So I wasn't thinking that much about it. And then about a few minutes later, another guy came out. and He had another humongous teddy bear. And then it dawned on me that it, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And the subject that I have on my mind is 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. And these people are going to think I'm a Valentine fanatic, right? <laughs> so that is absolute coincidence, right? that I'm preaching on charity and love on Valentine's Day. Total coincidence. But I want to start reading here in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians the 13th chapter for just a minute. I'm not going to read all of it, but some of it. This is probably one of the most convicting sections of Scripture in the Bible for me personally. Because we generate in our minds this idea of what love and charity is. And sometimes... Our idea of love and charity is, is greatly influenced by the world, right? And, you know, the Bible says, if you love them that love ye, what thank have ye? For even sinners love them that love themselves. So it's not a huge deal to love somebody that loves us, right? But that's the world's thinking of love. And we let that influence us uh, so much that we kind of formulate this idea of what love is. And then when I go back to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, I realize what God's standard of love is and how ultimately short I fall of that. Um, There are and I'm going to read this in just a second, I promise you. But, you know, there uh, let me just go ahead and read it before I get too far into this. 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. That's a pretty good resume right there, right? Here's a man that speaks with the tongues of men and of angels. He has the gift of prophecy. He understands all mysteries and he understands all knowledge and he has all faith. But he says, unless those things are coupled with love, he's nothing, right? And it says, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long. This is where it starts to really, really prick our hearts. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. In the truth beareth all things. 
believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And the first part of that last verse is where I want to stop. It says, charity never faileth. Now, those things convict me because um, I'll give you this example. And this is one of the examples that I used one of the first times I spoke at Bethlehem. And I'll use it again because I think it paints a good picture. When I started dental school, the very first day of dental school, we went to this lab and they handed us a, a piece of clay about as big as your hand, maybe. And then uh, they handed us a, a tooth about that size. And they said, and they gave us like a wooden spoon, a small wooden spoon. And they said, take this piece of clay and that wooden spoon and make it look like this model. And, and that was, that's what we did that afternoon for four hours. We took that piece of clay and we molded that clay and we'd shape it and we'd look at it and shape it and look at it. And if you don't remember that story, there were people in my class, this is the first day now, that literally were crying. They were so frustrated. Trying to make this look like that because that's, that's a lot of dentistry. You've got to rebuild a tooth. You've got to make it look like a tooth, right? So it was a little bit of your artistic skills there. And, and I don't say this to, to, be, uh, to be arrogant or, or braggy by any means, but I you know, picked and whittled at that thing, and I had gotten it looking pretty good. And there started to be a little bit of buzz. Hey, go look at this guy's over here. This guy's looks pretty good. And I was like, eh, you know, it does look pretty good, I think, you know. <laughs> and so I began to, you know, continue, and people would come over there and say, can I see you? What, what's your trick? What are you doing? You know, what, what, all that, you know, getting some tips. Well, then the professor heard about it. And the professor comes over there and she looks at it and then she takes that model and she brings it over and she sits it right beside mine. And my goodness, the imperfection started coming out. It was not near as good as what I thought it was because we lined it up side by side with the standard and I saw how, fallen, how much I had fallen short of that standard. Are you with me? Well, that paints a good picture, doesn't it? When I take my feelings of love and I'm very far from God's standard of love, I feel pretty good about it. But when I line them up with what the Bible says here is true charity and love, I think, my goodness, I've got a lot of work to do. So this is a convicting passage of Scripture. Now, when we talk about charity and love, there are all different levels of love. You understand? Uh, you know, sometimes you hear, hear people talk about puppy love. You know, and, and that stems from uh, the, the feelings that, that you have when you see a puppy, right? But it's translated over into when you see, you know, a, a young man or young lady that just makes you just feel all warm and tingly inside. You put a puppy down. If I put a puppy up here and I said, who wants to pet it? Every kid and every woman and probably most of the men would want to come up here and get a turn. Because there's just something about a puppy. Well, puppy love is, you know, that time when you're starting to notice, you know, the other, uh, the opposite sex, the boys and the girls, and, and you start to get these warm, fuzzy feelings, and it is powerful, right? I've been there. And, and I'm not saying that that is not love, but that's a certain level of love, right? The love that I felt for Tiffany when we were very young and I first saw her and I started to, you know, to pursue after her and talk to her and get to know her. It was all consuming. You ever been there? I mean, it just consumed everything in my mind. Powerful. But it is far, far below the love I have for her now. You understand? See, I couldn't obtain the level of love that I have for her now at that age. And some of you guys that have been married, I, I saw a couple the other day. I said, how long have y'all been married? They said, uh, right at 70 years. 
Well, now those folks can tell you something about love on a level that I can't tell you, having been married 20 years, right? Many different levels of love. The level of love that we're going to look at here in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, is a level we should all strive to get to. And it's going to take work and it's going to take effort. And I want to look at those things for just a second. Not all of this. I specifically want to look at verse 7. Verse 7 says, Charity, speaking of charity, it beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Now, when I read through there, that verse was the most confusing to me. Love believeth all things. Love beareth all things. So I spent a good bit of time studying that to try to figure out what is it telling me? If I want to get to this level of love, I've got to understand it, right? So I want to look at that for just a second. To do that, the first thing it says there is love beareth all things. The word beareth there means to protect or to cover. It means specifically to cover in silence. Now, to paint that picture, let's flip over to Genesis, the ninth chapter, for just a second. Genesis, the ninth chapter, and I'm going to start reading in verse 20. And it says, And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. Now, there's a lot that could be said about this here, but all I want out of it, we can study it later some other time, is that there was a great shame and a great sin to look on Noah's nakedness. So much so that if you read, on, uh, if you read later down, that there's a curse placed on Canaan, the son of Ham, who looked on his father's nakedness. It was a big deal. We don't know all exactly what transpired there, but it says that, uh, that Noah woke up and he knew something had been done and he pl uh, places a curse on the line of Ham, right? So when Ham goes in there and he sees Noah uncovered, he comes out and he starts to tell his brothers about it. Shem and Japheth. Shem and Japheth hear this and they take a garment. Let's say Noah's over here and they, one drapes it over one shoulder and one drapes it over the other and they back in to where their father is and they cover him with that garment. Are you with me? What these two brothers did for their fathers was they covered his shame. They covered his nakedness. They covered his sin in a sense. Are you, are you understanding? Now Ham didn't do that. What Ham do? He ran out. Hey, you're not going to believe this. Sham, Japheth, come here. You ought to go in there and see this. That's not, that's not what Ham, uh, Sham and Japheth did, but it's what Ham did, right? Now, let me ask you this. Here, here's an example of two men covering the shame and the nakedness and the sin of somebody else. Now, isn't it interesting that the word beareth in verse 7 means to cover or to cover with silence? Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever found out about somebody's sin and somebody's shame? How did you handle that? Well, the, the knee jerk reaction is to do what? Is to pass it on just like Ham did, right? To go out and say, you're not going to believe what Luke did. 
You know, we, we like to code it in churchy type things, right? You're not going to believe what Luke did. You need to pray for him because this is what he did. <laughs> right? And we make it churchy. But we go out and we take our brother or sister in Christ. And we go out and we expose their sin to others. But the Bible says charity beareth all things, meaning it covers it. Specifically, it means it covers it with silence. You know what has is, is, is always been interesting to me and encouraging to me is maybe you hear something about somebody and, and it's true and, and you know it's true and you go mention to somebody and say, hey, do you know, do you know what about so-and-so? And they say, yeah, I've known and I've known for a long time. But you know, they, they covered that person's sin with, with sin with silence so my thoughts towards that person that sinned wouldn't be as contaminated. Does that make sense? Charity beareth all things. Charity covers the sins of others in silence. Love covers a multitude of sins, does it not? Charity beareth all things. Think about how those two boys covered their father, Noah. That's the attitude that we should have when we find out that that our brothers and sisters have done something they shouldn't have done. Cover it with silence. Charity also believeth all things. Now, If you read through the Bible, what you'll find that the Bible says that the simple believe every word. It said, I'm paraphrasing, but the prudent look well to his going. The Bible tells us that in 1 John that we're not to uh, believe every spirit. So believing everything all the time without any types of checks and balances is not what it's talking about. But it says charity believeth all things. And that means, listen to the definition of this. It says it's willing to believe the good things reported of a brother and sister in Christ and not willing to believe something that doesn't have sound evidence or proof. I think about uh, in John, the 10th chapter, I'll turn over there. Just let me flip over there real quick. John, the 10th chapter, Jesus has been teaching and preaching. and He preaches a powerful sermon uh, declaring himself as the good shepherd. And in John, the 10th chapter, after he gets done preaching some of that, it says there was a division, therefore, among the Jews. For these sayings, and many of them said, He hath the devil and is mad, why hear ye him? Now what if you would have been somebody back in the Bible times here, and you haven't necessarily had any direct interaction with Jesus, but word gets to you from somebody, hey, this man Jesus, he's mad. He's got a devil inside of him. What does charity do for our brothers and sisters? Charity, Charity is willing to believe the good reports of our brothers and sisters and not willing to believe the bad reports unless they're based on sound evidence or proof. Now that's not fun, is it? That's not fun. It's not fun to beareth all things. It's not fun to know the juicy secret about somebody and not tell anybody, right? Well, it may not be fun, but it's love. And it may not be fun to believe the good things and not be willing to believe the bad things. My goodness, if you get on you know, social media and the news, that's, that's their game, right? Stir up the pot. Stir it up and make people believe this and this lie and that lie. That's not charity. What if you, which, uh, you know, we treat thousands of people at our office, you know, thousands upon thousands. And, uh, what, what if you heard from somebody, if you've never been to my office and, and somebody said, man, you don't need to go over there and see Luke. You know, he'll do you wrong. Well, what's the, what's the saying? There's three sides to every story. Right. Yeah. His side, her side, and the truth. 
You know what I found is you may hear some rotten things about me. Uh, I hope you don't, but you may hear somebody say some rotten things about me. And if you believe that about me without talking to me or having evidence or proof, you have not uh, you have not exercised charity with me. Because what I found the times that I have heard something and believed it only to find out later, well, my goodness, if I talked to the other person, I'd got to the other side and it's nothing like what I thought it was. You see, charity is not willing to believe the bad things about our brothers and sisters unless we've got sound evidence and proof. And it's willing to believe the good things. You know what, if, if, um, if, if, if uh, somebody said to me one time, uh, we went over to Mr. Bill's and, and you know, I, I, I took it as a compliment because I've heard somebody say the same thing about Brother Tim. We went to Mr. Bill's and, and, and after I'd been at Bethlehem and I'd, I'd, I'd learned from you and I'd watched some of you, uh, it, it, what was once very unnatural to get up and go speak to everybody I knew became very natural. And now to not go speak to everybody I see feels very unnatural. So I went to Mr. Bill's and I went up and, and lo and behold, there was three or four or five tables of people I knew. So I, you know, I go around talking and I get to the last table and the guy says, you must be running for some kind of office, you know? <laughs> And I've heard people say that about Brother Tim, and I thought, I must be doing something right, you know? <laughs> the world is, is a, uh, friendliness is strange to the world. That's right. It really is. Yeah. Friendliness is very strange to the world. And um, you may hear somebody say, man, Luke's going around. He's just, trying to, he's just trying to win people over. He's trying to get votes for something. But what you need to believe is, no, I know Luke. He's just being friendly. He's just being friendly. Charity believeth all things. Charity hopeth all things. You remember in John, the fourth chapter, Jesus comes to a woman that's at the well. This is a, this is a powerful one for me. Jesus comes to the woman at the well. This woman is uh, <clears throat> a Samaritan woman. And they have an exchange there. And they begin to talk to one another. And it says, let's find the verse here. Verse 15, the woman saith unto him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, thou hast said, well, I have no husband. For thou, she wasn't expecting this one. She said, he said, for thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. Now think about this for a second. What if there was somebody in our congregation that had been married five times and was currently living with a man who she was not married to? How would that make you feel? What's the fun thing to do? Is to build that wall and to look down our nose, and to point fingers, and to snarl. But charity hopeth all things. And we see Jesus' exchange with this woman. And the way I take this goes like this. For our brothers and sisters who may have fallen away, there should always be hope that they will come back. Amen. There should always be that hope. There are many women at the well right now 
There are many prodigal sons wallowing with the pigs. We must never say, yeah, there's no hope for our brothers and sisters. We should never say that. Now, listen, I'll say this. Sometimes I'll say the only hope they have is the Lord. I think there are absolutely some people that are beyond my reach and influence. There are people that are beyond your reach and influence. But charity always has that light of hope that the Lord could do a work of repentance in their life and they will come back down that road like the prodigal son did. There's always that hope that the woman at the well will leave her pot. Have you ever noticed that? This woman comes to the well with her pot to draw some water. And after she talks to the Lord and he works on her, she leaves her pot and goes back to the city. You see, what was once important to her is no longer important. There are people clinging to things in this life they don't need to be clinging to. I know people that that have been lost into the world of pornography. I know people who have been lost into the world of drugs. But if I've got charity in my heart, I'll never say there's no hope for those brothers and sisters because charity hopeth all things. Charity endureth all things. This is probably the hardest one for us to do. Charity endureth all things. That means to hold fast under circumstances that are disagreeable. We live in quite a disagreeable society, right? Seems like you can't get hardly two people to agree on anything anymore. We're just in a disagreeable society. Yeah. You know, somebody wants it this way and somebody wants it that way. Just everybody stomping their foot and rolling around and throwing a fit. Just everything seems disagreeable all the time. Relationships can be that way. There can be mistreatments. There can be misunderstandings. There can be trials between people. But charity endures. The word endure there means to remain. I thought that was interesting. To remain or to wait. You know what? Sometimes we get in a little tussle with a brother or sister. And what's our tendency to do? Well, I'm gone. I'm just leaving. Charity waits and is patient and endures until the issue is resolved. Charity doesn't walk off and leave another brother just because there's disagreement. Charity endureth. The last thing I want to point out here is that charity, it says charity never faileth. The word faileth there means to be without effect. And so the Bible tells us that charity will never, when exercised, will never be without effect. Now, you may exercise charity towards somebody and you say that it didn't have an effect on them. Maybe not, but I bet it had an effect on you. It is affecting somebody in a positive way. It is one of the one things, one thing that you can count on that will not ever fail. It will always have an effect when we exercise charity. Now, what we're talking about here is having the attitude of, you know what? I'm going to bear with someone. I'm going to cover their sin in silence instead of going out and telling everybody about it. I'm going to believe the good reports that I hear about him. And I will, I refuse to believe something about somebody, a brother or sister, unless I've got full sound evidence and proof that it's true. I'm going to hope that if they stray, that there will always, always, always be the chance of God working on them and bringing them back to repentance. And I'm going to endure and remain with them when we get crossed up. 
Now listen, I told you about puppy love. And then I told you about the couple that have been married 70 years. They're on different levels. This is a different level of love. As a matter of fact, if you look at these things, does the Lord Jesus Christ not bear with us? Does He not believe the good things about us? What does He say? I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of good and not evil. He hopeth all things. Why do you think the Lord is so long-suffering? The Bible tells us that He doesn't want to see His children suffer in this life. He wants to see them coming back up that road to Him. And He most certainly endureth all things. The Bible says He has not rewarded us according to our iniquities. And Ezra says, and I have to paraphrase this, Ezra says in the ninth chapter of Ezra, He says, He has rewarded us less for our iniquities than we deserve. He should have crushed us. But yet He's blessing us. That's enduring. You see, why is this so wonderful? Because bearing, believing, hoping, and enduring, that is the type of love the Lord has for His people. And if you can reach that type of love for your brothers and sisters, you have reached a level of love that most will never touch. But my goodness, I can I, I just I know that the joy that will well up inside of us when we reach that level is wonderful. And I believe when God looks down and he sees his children loving on that level, loving on that level and being a reflection of Christ, I believe the Lord is pleased with that. And I believe he smiles upon that. We live in a world today, my goodness, we need some charity. That is that is love in action. Charity. Don't let the world go back. I, I would make it a point if I were you to go back and read 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter once a week. To put that model back up in front of you and ask yourself, am I living with the type of charity and love that the Bible tells me to? Or have I diluted my love down to I'll love you if you love me and I'll love you if you agree with me and I'll love you as long as you're doing right. That's, a, that's, that's, that's this level of love. Right. We want this level. Because that's the love, level the Lord had for us.